Hey, and uh, welcome back to another Focus Friday with Nate. Uh, thank you for tuning in every week and uh, sharing this. Continue to do that so we can continue to get God's word out there to those who otherwise would not search for it. As well as those who are constantly looking to better themselves, to discover new things, to hear other perspectives on uh, what God is giving to other people. Uh, as always, thank you for tuning in. So uh, I mentioned in a podcast a couple weeks ago, I think it was uh, freedom in Christ, not religion. Uh, I made a specific point on something about our identity in God. And I said that I would probably do a podcast on that, on uh, who he says we are according to his word. And um, this is that podcast. Um, I also think that this will be a two-part podcast. So I will release part one today and part two will... I'm planning to be released next Friday unless God gives me something else and I'm led in a different direction, in which case I will release part two whenever he says to. But for right now, the plan is to release part one today and part two next Friday. Um, the title of this is called Who We Are, and uh, this will be Who We Are Part One. Uh, there are a ton of passages in the Bible where God is telling us who we are, even in the New Testament where Jesus is, you know, speaking in parable or teaching or giving a sermon, and he's telling us who we are, where he's just speaking to his disciples, and he's like, this is who God has created you to be. And there's also a ton of things um, regarding who we are not. And uh, what I think I'm, I'm being led to do, though, is I've been given specific parts of our identity in Christ for the now, for today, for this season, for, for this generation, for, for this time. And um, so today I'm, I'm going to give what I've gotten so far. And uh, it might seem like it's going to abruptly end. But like I said, this is just part one. Part two, more than likely, will be more more in-depth more time. There is probably going to be lengthier uh, podcasts. This one will be relatively short. Um, but we are just going to follow the Holy Spirit as we do every week. And whatever it is that God is wanting to release through this podcast for you to be fed spiritually, I pray that you receive it and your ears are open, and your heart is open to receive the blessings that God wants you to get 
from from this podcast. So let's get to it. When you are able to tap into the heart of the Father, you begin to reflect the image of God. You start being like Christ. When you dig so deep into who your Heavenly Father says you are, you start walking in that identity. But when your flesh speaks something instead of your spirit, you birth something that isn't of God and isn't a part of your identity. So let me say this and I just, yes, okay. Let me, let me tell you this. You have to be very, very cautious with who you allow to speak into your life. Not every word is from God. Sometimes people, you'll, you'll let people speak things into your life and it will make you feel better about yourself. They're just speaking into your life just to tickle your ears a little bit and maybe make you feel better about what you're doing, even if it's not pleasing to God. You'll take it that God is speaking through them because it makes you feel good. And that's what God does, doesn't he? He allows us to feel better. He, he, he makes us feel more peaceful. I'm telling you, be very cautious with who you allow to speak into your life. Because like that, people can also speak things in your life because they're jealous of what God is doing. So they let their flesh take over and speak negativity into your life to discourage you from continuing to walk in God's will for your life. And that's why it's so important to know who you are in God and what he says for you and to be filled with his spirit so you can be able to discern what God is saying and what God isn't saying, as well as what is of God and what is not. Sunday, uh, my pastor spoke this through the Spirit, Sunday morning. He said, it's dangerous to lay things down when you know you're going to just pick it back up again. And I have a really strong feeling in my spirit that this can be applied to your character in Christ. If you're not willing to lay down what you want, and who you want to create yourself to be permanently because you keep picking up your own desires and goals without asking God to lead you into those things that he has for you, then just don't put them down. Don't say, okay, God, I'm going to stop chasing after my own desires, after my own goals, and I'm going to let you lead me into what you have for me. But then you say, well, God, I thought it would be quicker than this. I've been waiting on you to lead me into to what you've promised, but it's taking too long. And I think if I do this, I can get there faster. So I'm going to do it my way. So you start picking up your own desires again and your own goals, and you become your own God again. God cannot bless that disobedience. And I know that may be difficult to hear, but someone needs to hear it. You're wondering where the blessings of God are, and you're wondering why he's not releasing his blessings on your life or allowing you to prosper. And I'm telling you that it's not God. It's you. It's the fact that we get so enveloped in our own desires that we tie up our own blessings. God has already released them. But then we stop obeying him and start doing our own thing and literally shut the door to our favor in him and our blessings that he's promised us. We just lock that door. 
If we continue in disobedience, then it doesn't matter how many things we declare and decree over ourselves, over our lives, over our finances, over our careers, our relationships, over our family. Because without walking in obedience, according to our identity, our kingdom identity, then we're just saying words of faith without any kind of activation. James 2 and 26 says this, just as the body is dead without breath, so also faith is dead without good works. We have to, us, you and me, in our own journey to heaven, we have to activate our identity by actively working to become who he says that we are, who he says that he has called us to be, who he has created us to be. We have to do things to get there. Just because God says that's who we are, it's not just going to happen overnight or just because we want it to or just because God gave us the dream and now we just sit on our butts and do nothing with it because, well, if God said it's going to happen, I'll just wait for it to happen. That's not how it works. We have to literally work in our identity to be who he calls us to be. Think about it like this. Those of us who, me included, want to get in better shape. Do we get in better shape by watching videos like, oh, that's a good idea. I should do that. And then we just continue to sit on the couch and not get up and exercise. Do you think Abraham would have gotten the promises that God gave to him if he just sat around waiting for them to happen? Do you think that Noah would have saved his family after God told him there was a flood coming and to build a boat, if he didn't walk in obedience and physically build the boat, do you think the people of Israel would have gotten out of slavery from Egypt, from Pharaoh, if Moses didn't go in there and be obedient and do what God told him to do? Yes. God said, I'm going, to, I'm going to cause Pharaoh to release my people. My people will no longer be in bondage. But if Moses just went and told Pharaoh that and didn't continue to go and fight and be the mouthpiece of God, Israel would still be in slavery. Even though God said that he was going to cause Pharaoh to release him, if Moses didn't do his part and walk actively walk in faith and do the works that he was called to do, it would have been dead. Without doing the things that God says to do to reach the end goal that he has given us and to be who he's called for us to be, none of the promises would be fulfilled due to our lack of disobedience. Yeah, sometimes what is being asked of you can be physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, or all of the above. Hebrews 11.8 says it was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home and go to another land, that God would give him his inheritance. He went without knowing where he was going. You see, occasionally you're going to be asked to do things that you have a distinguishable end result, and sometimes... God will ask you to obey and just trust him without telling you how it's going to turn out. Either way, it will lead you into your identity. 
It will lead you into your promise. So who are we? What does the Bible say God calls us? 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. So once you truly and wholeheartedly turn your life over to God, repent and turn away from your sinful nature, then you become a brand new person. What you did in your past no longer matters. Even if you have to face the consequences of your actions with man, you have been made right with God. So we are to walk in our forgiveness and newness in him and continue chasing after the righteous things of God. Now go a little further down to verse 21, same book and chapter, 2 Corinthians 5.21. For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sin, so that we could be made right with God through Christ. Another translation puts it like this. So we might become the righteousness of God. The New Living Translation says that we could be made right with God through Christ. And that means the same thing as so we might become the righteousness of God. People, Paul wrote saying, God is literally telling us that if we turn from our sin and accept Jesus as our Savior, we are brought into our inheritance to be the righteousness of God. We are adopted into the kingdom of heaven as children of God, just as Jesus is his son. So are we his sons and daughters, and we have the right to everything that Jesus has a right to. And that is powerful once you get a hold of that part of your identity. You are a son, you are a daughter of God, and you have been made right through the sacrifice that Jesus gave on the cross for you. People, walk in your identity. Stop feeling so bad for yourself that that you keep rehashing old mistakes. I've given my life to Christ, but the person I was, people still expect me to be that person and I hate it. Of course they do. No one likes change unless it, it benefits them. You turning your, your life over to God and walking in your new identity letting go of all of those past decisions, your past desires, your flesh desires, letting go of your dirt. It's not going to please the people that still want you to be that person because it doesn't benefit them anymore. It doesn't benefit their flesh anymore, I should say. But I'm telling you, if you continue to walk upright and what God has called you into, into your kingdom identity. You have the exact same power that Christ had when he walked on this earth. You have the exact same inheritance, and that is the kingdom of heaven, just as Jesus does, because of the sacrifice that he made for you so that you could become a brand new person. He gave you a brand new identity. You're no longer this 
horrible, wretched person that's always depressed, who's always looking for the next fix, who's always looking for for someone to manipulate, for someone to do something for, to just to make it from, from day to day. You have a new identity. You have a kingdom identity and God calls you his child. So walk in it. Don't turn away from it. Accept your identity. Repent. Turn away from your sin. Let it go. Make a complete 180 and say, God, I give all of that to you. I don't want it anymore. Create in me a new creature. And I promise you, you will not regret it. Guys, that's... That's where I'm going to end it this week. Um, yeah, that's where I'm going to end it for this podcast. Uh, like I said, the part two will be up next Friday. And I'm, I'm going to start today um, studying, studying his word to, to find what else he wants me to release on your kingdom identity so that it will help you understand exactly who God says you are, who he says you are to him, who he's created you to be, who he says you are. And I hope and pray that you accept it, that you embrace it, and that you walk in it. I love all of you. Have a great weekend. God bless.